You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 7 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Hey. Hey. How are you? I'm feeling very spiritual. Spiritual? Because it's the Sabbath? <laughs> I went to synagogue today. Oh, you did? I did. I went Is, Was I went there to a bar a, or bat mitzvah? Was there a simcha that you were celebrating? I was attending a simcha. Yeah, because you wouldn't just go on your own volition. <laughs> what? That would be blasphemous. I went to... Okay, so here's... This was just... This is just so... I'm so old. Okay. Yes. Check this out. I went to the bat mitzvah uh-huh. of the daughter of one of my former interns. The bat mitzvah of the daughter of one of the, the bot, my my former intern's yeah. daughter was bat mitzvah this morning. How old am I? <sighs> yeah, man. Jesus. That's rough. I thought you were gonna say like I, you know, was so old that like I couldn't, that I was incontinent or something. <laughs> oh. You know, no, I, I went to the bat mitzvah. Yeah. Of my interned kid. Yeah, but I mean, I don't feel like that's such a bad thing because you it's not. Know. It was a simcha. No, no, I'm feeling I mean, very spiritual. Like a, I mean, bim like bomb, bitches. But I mean, yeah, but it's not like an age necessarily thing because you don't know what age people have their kids at. Like, look, you had a bat mitzvah not that long ago, or your daughter, I should say. Your family yeah. had a simcha not that yeah. long ago, so it's. But I'm an old really, dad. Yeah, it's all relative, though. So I, I remember mean, we went to. Um, I expected we a went, story. Pre-pandemic, we went. Mia's soccer team went to see the uh, Washington Spirit. It's the women's soccer professional soccer team. And some of the other parents were like, asking me how old I was. I was like, I'm fifty. Why? <laughs> they were like thirty three. <laughs> yeah, like, come on, man. Yeah, it's funny because but I'm a fun. I'm fun. Sure, keep telling yourself that. <laughs> you know, when we, with Jordan, it felt like all of our, all of the, the kids in his class yeah. were also firstborn, yeah. like the parents were all around our age. Right. So it seemed totally normal. Right. And then once Mia came along, and she's our youngest, she was in class with kids who were like the firstborn right. in their family, and it's like... <laughs> Oh, you are a lot younger than I am. You're like ten years younger than I am. Or like my, you know. my other I'm old as fuck uh experience this week was I went to a Vassar alumni event and yeah. the class of nineteen ninety was a really long time ago. Yes, yeah, like class ago. of two thousand five, class of two thousand sixteen, yep. class of two thousand nine, class of two thousand eleven. I was like, mm. <laughs> yeah. and I'm I'm like having a conversation with two guys from the class of 2016 and yeah. are they having the same reaction that I had when I met someone from like yeah. the class of 75? Like, like you're fucking ancient. Man, that dude is weird and old. Yeah. They're, that's exactly what they're thinking. Shit. But I mean, you know, for real, oh my God, I'm old stories. Yeah. I now have a 21 year old son. 
<laughs> Wait, don't you mean 12? You have the numbers backwards. Yeah, exactly. He He's reversed those numbers. And I have a son who can legally drink. That, That's awesome. You guys going to go to like a bar together? No, no. He's in school. He's going to go to I know, a bar like with his friends. No, when he gets I home mean, for Thanksgiving. I don't drink, so it's kind of a moot point. Are you going to go to a bar and watch him order a drink? Yeah, I've watched him order drinks before. Illegally. Actually, Illegally. Actually, I think at, you're the cool uh, dad. I think of one of your simchas. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But what? He's tall enough. He's tall yeah. enough to drink. Yeah, but he before also before his twenty-first birthday. You know, he had a fake ID, like a lot really? of. Really. Remember of when I wanted to give him mine? <laughs> Except he's hardly five foot six. <laughs> and he's hardly. 30. When I lost <laughs> my ID in your house. Yeah, and then the and then the cleaning lady found it like six months later. I was like, Jordan, take it. Go buy yeah. beer. Go ahead. Did I? Yeah, you look almost fifty. <laughs> I'm I'm about to I'm about to confess to committing a felony. Do it. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, this I have sta- a felony. The statute of limitations is probably up on this one. Okay, but you know, in the conversation of fake IDs. Okay, I had the best fake ID. Really? Because well. Back in the day, so you could vote, so I could, so I could get thrown out of places for being too drunk legally and illegally. <laughs> I took my brother is a year older than I am. Uh huh. I took his birth certificate. What? And I went to the DMV. Oh my god! <laughs> and I said that I lost my license, so I got. A picture with me, Holy a picture sh- of me Holy with his shit. information. I'm oh, thinking we may that's not, awesome. We may not want to publish this podcast, I think. <laughs> no, the statute of limitations, sir. What was I that, mean, like 1988? It was. You did that? It was 1990. All right. He turned 21 and I was 20. I had a great fake ID. <laughs> you did have a great fake. You had the best ID at Emory University. I University. Mean, Blech, I can't I mean, you know, when you have a fake ID, what's your biggest fear? That they're going to ask you for the details on that thing. Like, what's your address? And you're like, uh, 16 Maple Avenue, <laughs> Kenosha, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> But right. this is easy. Like you, spent a whole, you spent like a whole day memorizing exactly. the zip code for Kenosha, Wisconsin. And of course, like when you're under pressure, you're like, I don't even remember my own real name. Like, forget about <laughs> it. But the beauty of his was not only is the address the same and the name easy to remember because it's my brother, but he and I have the same birthday. <laughs> so, a, a like, year apart. Mom, Dad, you guys are the best. You had Irish twins on exactly. the same birthday. Exactly. Exactly. So awesome. So that was my big uh, My felony is not as felony. cool as your felony. Well, you were arrested, right? I was arrested. Yeah. I was arrested, but I wasn't arrested for my felony. And I'm not even sure it was a fel- my felony. I I bought uh like um cream in a dispensary in Colorado, uh-huh. you know that has pot in it and I yeah. transported it to Maryland. Is yeah. that a, is that a mel- is that a is felony? that a felony? Yes. I'm going to say is that a melony? Meaning, it's a melony. Is that a misdemeanor? It's a melony. It's a felony misdemeanor. <laughs> um, yes, I think that's called uh, interstate trafficking. Oh shit! <laughs> I mean, that's all right. I'm, I'm, you know, I've got identity theft and fraud. 
And I was I was arrested for calling a cop a prick when I, I was. I feel like I feel like that's not a punishable offense by arrest. Well, I just, so I got arrested, and my sister had to come and bail me out. Yeah. And then my father came to DC and got courtesy waved into the bar. And then when they called, it was like the next week. And then um, the the cops they they didn't they never they actually never intended to prosecute this case. So why so, did they bust you? Just to just, just to, to mess with, with you. Me. Yeah, yeah. I was arguing with them over a parking ticket. Nice. This yeah. And I called them a prick, and they and they arrested me and like put me in a police car. What was the charge? Disorderly conduct. By saying prick. Yeah. That I mean, disorderly conduct is such a vague. It's so it looks like arrest everybody. Yeah. Right. Disorderly conduct is basically I don't like the cut of your jib, and now <laughs> I'm going to take you down to Chinatown. So it was like a it was like a cold February. Yeah. In DC, it was like a Sunday, and these guys gave me a ticket, and I was like, "That's re- it was totally ridiculous." That's insane. And yeah. And I was like, so they, I was like, and so I was done arguing with them and I started walking away. I'm like, and I turned around, I'm like, you know what? You're a prick. And they That's threw it. me up. Disorderly conduct. Exactly. Yeah. They like pushed me up against the fence and like, they found like sunglasses in my jacket. They're like, there's something in his jacket. It's like, this is my <laughs> it's sunglasses. It's a pack of gum, sir. <laughs> it's my, you, it's my bubble yum. I mean, you look so threatening. I know all five. There's something all in his five jacket. Foot six of me. Everybody pulls out their guns. There's something in his jacket. He's resisting arrest, and that's—I mean—we're joking, but that's how shit goes that's down. That's shit happens, dude. They—they—they they, they chained me to a chair for like three hours, but not like in a comfortable position. What were your hand? Like what position were your hands in? So they—they uncuffed. Have to me describe from, it for the people yeah, who can't they, see. So they uncuffed me from yeah. behind my back, and they put me in a room. Yeah. But it was like, I guess like an interrogation room or something like that. <laughs> and they took the cut. And so one hand, like my left hand was still cuffed. And they then chained the other cuff to the to the, to the desk leg of the chair. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to sit like hunched over. Dude, that's not okay. It wasn't okay at all. That's really excessive. I mean, considering your crime in air quotes was calling the cop a prick and yeah and, and they, so then, then they were able to detain you for right. three hours in basically they were torturing you right and so the police sergeant came in yeah and he's like you have this option this option and this option and i said i don't have anything to say to you other than the fact that my attorney cuff is too yeah. is is really tight but i'm not yeah, I have a right to remain silent, and so I'm sure then one that. of the arrested. So yeah, so he walked out because I knew my sister was going to be there. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure she was already there. They were probably keeping her waiting. And then they, so one of the arresting officers came in. He's like, "I hear you say the cuff is too tight," and so he jammed his finger between the cuff and my and my wrist, which really really hurt. He's like, "If I can do that, it's not too tight." Wow. I had a bruise the next day. Man, these guys are pricks, man. Uh, they exactly, exactly. Yeah, this goes back to what we were talking about last week and what you and I texted each other about during the week, which is and the article that you wrote. Yeah, about Politico. police. 
Yeah. Oh my God. About, about the police being not always a force for good, as it turns out. Oh, so this was like week of police. There was my piece about be careful what you wish for when you want to fire all these cops for not getting yeah. vaccinated. Yeah, you hinted about this last week, and I said, "Oh, right. wait, let me guess. You're going to compare this to somewhere in the Middle East." Which is, <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's like Captain Obvious to the rescue. <laughs> but it was good. I thought it was a really good piece, and it was uh, important it, to read. I, I think it was. But you know what? It got picked up by the New York Post by some dude at the New York Post. Nice. And this is what the right wing always does. They used it to advance the argument that cops shouldn't get vaccinated if they don't want to, but then said that I was exaggerating. So the oh, point was nice. the point was that you you already have a group of people who have been trained using lethal Violence. force. Yeah. And then you have some of them have already been radicalized by our current politics. Um, and you have the active effort on the part of right-wing extremist groups to recruit law enforcement. Yeah. And then to kind of wholesale fire them, even if just a small fraction of them were attracted to right-wing yeah. extremism, you're letting people into the world in this environment skills with lethal force. That's not good. On a larger scale in Iraq, the United States yeah. fired, you know, dissolved the military and invited right. a years-long insurgency. Right. right. Look what happened. But, but at the same time, it's not okay. And I, and I agree with what you're saying, but the situation is, is obscene that right. we have to live in fear mm -hmm. of the cops not doing the right thing because if we cut them loose, then they become rogue actors. And so the underlying, the underlying argument, I mean, if you were reading it, not for the Middle East comparison, my yeah. underlying thing was that police unions have under actually undermined law and order in this country yes. because the cops have so much political power that politicians need them for public order, but are afraid of them because they don't want to take on the police unions, because if they try to take on the police unions, the police can sell chaos in the exactly. streets. Exactly. And that's what that's exactly that, what they do. Right. So exactly. That's, I mean, that's called blackmail. Well. And that's what they're doing to the society. There was actually uh, in a podcast this week, an episode of um, The Daily, The New York Times Daily. Uh-huh. Right. Where they talk Laura very, listens to it religiously. Yeah. They talk specifically about cops in Chicago who are anti-vaccine mandate and, and half and who, of them have refused to to provide their vaccination status yeah, to the that, city. So that's the thing. The, the the podcast talks about how at first the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, demanded that all public employees get vaccinated. And if not, by, by the 16th of October, which was right. this week, and if not, you're going to lose your job. Now, of right. course, the head of the police union you know, completely, uh, he called this, you know, overreach. That it was it needs overreach to be negotiated in the labor contract. So of course, this is all so, bullshit. So of course she caved and she said, okay, if you're not going to be vaccinated, then we're not going to make you be vaccinated, but we will ask you to upload your vaccination status into this website. And right. if you're unvaccinated, then you have to be tested twice a week. And they refuse to do that. And they refuse to do even that. Right. So now 
it's like, well, what are you going to do? And, and one of the stats that they that they talked about on the episode was, I think it's like 85% of the city employees are vaccinated. Right. But 65% of cops right. are vaccinated. Right. It's, so it's like that everywhere. 65%. So, so the people who are charged with, with protecting and serving and defending uh, public order are ignoring lawful right. orders. So right. these are the same people who say, well, if you just listen to the law, if you just obeyed the law, then you wouldn't get into trouble. And I wouldn't have to put you in cuffs and cuff you to the chair in that office if you hadn't called the cop a prick. <laughs> so now they are saying that these are orders are illegal and they don't have to follow right. them. Right. And well, you know so what? They have more impunity to do this. They, they do. <laughs> because the police unions have made it, you know, so the police unions have made it so that Police are unaccountable, and that politicians are so afraid of them that That's they right. keep getting resources. They're above regardless. Law. Yeah, right. They are like the Ministry the of Interior law. in Egypt. So, a friend of mine who works in the Middle East field saw my piece and said, yeah. "This is very provocative and very interesting." And then I sent her. It was another article from the Times about the police this week, and I sent it back to her, and she wrote back. She's like, "Come on, we know whose side." The police will be on in the coming civil war. It's true. It's like hard to argue with that one. But it's true. Uh, yeah. Of course, all of these arguments about police and which side, like all these people who are like back the blue and blue lives matter, they shut up real quick about the policing on Capitol Hill on January sixth. Right. right. When all those cops yeah. get their asses. No, nobody is defending those uh, law officers at yeah. all. Right. Which just goes to show that actually. Defend the blue. It's it's actually a right wing political movement yep. that's not really interested in law and order. It's no. interested in leveraging the Power. police to yeah. advance a right wing anti democratic agenda. And guess Absolutely. what? And guess what? It's working. It's going to work. Yeah, it's working. It's, it's going totally to working. work. It works yeah, everywhere, yeah. and it's going to work here. I have a new plan, by the way. Oh, good. I want to hear it because your other plans are no good. Barbados. Oh, it's warmer. How warmer. are you going to get in there? You know what? During the pandemic, I think the Barbadian government came up with this fantastic idea that you could shelter in Barbados if you paid like five grand. That's so it. So I'm thinking that, you know. You're going to shelter there. The problem is there isn't a huge, it's not a huge place. They no. can't accept it. No, no, no. Actually, Lauren and, I went, Lauren and I went for a week and after five days we were like, this is yeah. fabulous yeah, and it's beautiful, and it's but so we've nice. run out of things to yeah. do. So, but also they can't accept too many people, right? Well, that's why I'm going to be on the leading edge of the of the mm -hmm. diaspora in Barbados. You're going to go first, and then you're going to be like, "No, no, we're going to keep these people out of here. <laughs> Build a wall." Yeah, we're like, you can't let anybody else in. No, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to destroy what we have here. It's so beautiful. We we can't mm -hmm. let an influx of people in here. No, we had a lot of fun. Uh, Barbados was really nice and far. It's like three and a half hours from Miami. So there were like no Americans. It was Brits and us. I'm it was sure. all these pasty Brits and us. Nice. And I'm the sure, Barbados. I'm sure nobody consumed any alcohol there. <laughs> I don't want to... I don't want to uh, delve fun. into... I don't want to delve into stereotyping, but whenever Brits are on vacation... <laughs> I mean, people are drunk at like 9.30 in the morning. Oh my God, so true. 
So like nine thirty in the morning. Remember Pacing when I did that? Feet. Remember when I did those talks like on the cruise ship in oh the Mediterranean? Oh jeez. So we port a call in in Rhodes. Amazing, uh-huh. amazing island with just incredible history. It's part of Greece, but there's still Ottoman mosques, this fabulous museum, just old Ottoman like library. I mean, things to really see in history and whatever. But right near the port is where like all this stuff. So another ship docks and all these Brits get oh off the ship. Yeah. And they go straight to, it's like 10 o'clock in the morning, straight to the bars. And yep. they just spent the whole day, like they couldn't drink on the boat. They were just getting hammered. I mean, if you go to any of the Turkish coastal cities, you know, the, oh, yeah. the resort towns like mm-hmm. uh, Bodrum or Marmaris, mm-hmm. it's yeah. just out of control. Out of control. The Brits go control. bananas. Because they have like these package deals yeah. with the cheap flight and, yep. the, you know, the hotel that is just yeah. built for drinking. Right. And again, uh, you know, I don't want to traffic in stereotypes, but a lot of, but like, the, let's just say a lot of the people who are attracted to these low end packages, they're not overly interested in absorbing the local culture. <laughs> So for them, it's like, hey, it's sunny out. Let's hit the pool. And as long as we're hitting the pool, we're going to be drunk as hell. So in Barbados, we were staying in this very, very nice place, a little boutique hotel right on the water. So it was it was not the cheap package deal, folks. But what was yeah. interesting is they checked into the hotel and they ate three meals a day in the hotel, in the never hotel. left. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren and I were like, let's go to Bridgetown, the capital, and like check it out. And go around and go into a supermarket and yeah. see what, you know, like what life is like. We went on a hike in the rainforest. No, the Brits were just like, we ain't moving. No, where's the beer? Where's the beer? Where's the so, beer? So I, I need to pivot. But anyway, and, I'm moving, I'm, that's my plan, Barbados. Yeah. Okay. We're, I'm gonna Who pivot, else is though. going to Barbados? Just me. I'm sure just you. And the kids and Lauren. I need to, I need to, cop, I need to cop to being wrong about something. Uh-uh. So last week... Yeah, if you remember, I was pretty much convinced that the Red Sox were going to win the World Series this year, <laughs> and that, I let my fear take control of me. Yeah, and they were playing really well. Uh huh. I they, didn't watch. They crushed. I'm busy. They they crushed the Rays. Yeah, and then they went into the American League Championship Series against the yeah. Astros. Yeah, and they had two games in a row, games two yeah. and three, where they were on fire right like Lights they out. were just unreal I, I didn't watch it i didn't read about it but i knew and well i think that your nephews and maybe even your sister was at they were at one of the games yeah so i think they were at game three which was like a huge game i posted a photo on facebook and i just wrote whatever yeah the red sox had two grand slams in two yeah, consecutive yeah. innings i mean right. the astros didn't look like they had the starting pitching to compete and, you know, uh, their aces, uh, Lance McCullers is hurt and he's off the roster. Mm-hmm. And Greg, Zach Greinke is not what he once was. Yep. And I was like, shit, man. The Red Sox, Sox they, the they, they caught fire at the right time and they're going to just run the table. And but, fortunately, I was wrong. So here's the deal. As bad as it might have been for you. Yeah. If the Sox had gone to the World Series. And yes. I admit it would be it's a bad. million times worse for you. Oh my God. A million times. 
And so, I'll explain to everybody use... out there why it's worse for you. Because you, as you're the son of somebody who was an enormously passionate New York Yankees fan. Fan? Like, forever. I mean, he was really, um, he was... Talk about the Yankees every, forever. Every game he went to, he kept he scored. the scorecard. He scored and he kept the scorecard. And he kept it. He kept it. He was a fanatic. He was a fan. He was a fanatic. And it turns out that two of his four grandchildren are Red Sox fans. Like fanatical Red Sox fans. And not only that. You also married into a family of Red Sox. From Boston. Right. Like your life, when the Yankees lose, your life sucks. It sucks. My father-in-law. Oh, and then my my sister-in-law married a dude who's like a fanatical Red Sox fan. She never mentioned the Red Sox in in the years that I knew her before she married this guy. Now she's a fanatical Red Sox fan. I mean. How does your sister handle this? I mean, she wants to do right by her boys. So there was that photo of her wearing Red Sox gear at Fenway. And she said, it proves I'll do anything for my sons because she went to the game with Justin. But I was I like. Think, I think she should have drowned them both at birth. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. That might be excessive. But. That's excessive. <laughs> okay. I'll take that back. I'll take that um, back. But she should not have stood for any of that. And if no. her father were alive. He would not be happy. I would definitely not be happy with he would her not Red happy. Sox garb. No. Although I will say, he wore he wore a Boston Red Sox hat for a while when uh, George Steinbrenner had really gone off the rails <laughs> and the team was sucking. My father was like, "This is bullshit." He's got to sell, and he wore like a Red Sox hat for in protest. In protest. But your father was a badass man. I'm, I'm serious. He had a, he had a Sox hat, and he that's, wore. I don't think he wore it to insane. a game. No, that's insane. I think he must have sat on the couch on it and like was like, fuck George Steinbrenner. And he went out and hey, bought it. Hey, it would have been his 86th birthday hat. yesterday. Is that right? What's that? Yeah. And your father went out and bought himself a Red Sox hat. I believe that's the case. That's, that's I have to ask nuts. my sister how he acquired it. Yeah. I mean, this was the days I before mean, you could order such a thing on the internet. Right. And this was how passionate he was about his Yankees. And, and I remember those early 90s. When Steinbrenner and late eighties, when Steinbrenner had basically yeah. run the team into the ground mm-hmm. by trading away all of their prospects and going out on the free agent market and just getting, getting these, like John like, old, these old spare parts. But you know what? He he was a maniac. He was an maniac. absolute maniac. But you nobody ever questioned his commitment to winning. He didn't care how much he had to spend. All right. he wanted to do was But he, st- he did it so badly. Oh, he did a really poor job after the late 70s. But, I mean, we, we went through a really fallow period. Really tough time. And the only reason that the renaissance in the mid and late 90s happened is because George was suspended. Right, And the actual exactly. baseball people like Gene oh, Michael, Michael right. went and did baseball things and drafted people like Bernie Williams and Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter. and Jorge Posada and Mario <laughs> right. Romero. And they also... I still had enough control that they were able to convince Cyberner not to trade those guys away. Right, right, right. Exactly. Because that's okay. exactly what would have happened a decade earlier. So so you were wrong. The Red I Sox was wrong. are not going and to And they the are Red not Series. going to the World Series. They lost to the Astros. And uh, 
And, and I don't have awesome. to hear any of these Red Sox fans talking about Yankees playing golf or anything like that because they exactly, are playing with the Red them Sox right are now. playing and they're playing right behind Here's them. Here's the course in 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 a in a time when New York sports seems barren and we don't pay attention to the NFL. There is one good story. Oh, here we go. go ahead. The Knicks, baby, they're two and zero. This are is the first time in almost a decade that the Knicks have been two and zero, and they look good. Okay, they dropped. 24 threes last night. All right, let me just say though, they were playing the Magic. I know, I know. The Magic still, is I'm so excited. The Magic is going to be one of the worst teams in yes, the league if they this win, year. Like 15 games. 15 games, yeah. But seriously, come on, the Knicks have been so bad for so they, long. No, the, the idea Knicks, that they're the like better than average. Yes, they look good. They seem to be playing with a passion, and they right. like one another. That, yeah. Also, that being said, in on opening night against the Celtics, they. Did their best to blow that game. They did. They did. They did. But they won the game. But they did win. And at the end of regulation, when they had that defensive breakdown to allow the three to tie the game with no time left, we're just like, what is going on? Like, does anybody know how to play? Anybody? Remember, remember, I was supposed to be at that game. Yeah. And you told me I could not blow up the previous commitment no, to go couldn't. to the game. Yeah, I was you, like, holy crap. That yeah. was an awesome game. Yeah, but it was the first game of the year. I know. I know, but it was the circumstances. It was like... You wouldn't have been able to... I was invited to sit in a box in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, but you wouldn't have been able to outwardly cheer for the Knicks in that box. Oh, yes, I could. You think? My host knows I'm a big Knicks fan. Well, I mean, that's on you. You know, he, he, he... He and my nephews have been trying to get me to wear his jersey. I ain't doing that. Game worn... I'd wash that no, thing no, first. No, it's not for me a game one jersey. I'd wash that thing first. Dude, it would be down to my ankles. Hey, seriously. He's a big dude. It's funny because Jordan was watching the play. game. He didn't play. He didn't get off the bench. Jordan was watching the game. He saw him on the bench, and he's like, can you send me that picture of him with Mia that you took? Because you remember I ran into him on the street. (laughs) And Mia was like all of like four foot five. (laughs) And I see him. I'm like, dude. And, then, and of course, walked, he was like a total gentleman about it. No, he was really about, cool about it. And then yeah, we walked yeah, away, and Mia was like, is that a friend of yours? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. I'm like, that's a basketball player. He plays in the NBA. She's like, oh, okay. I'm like, can I take a picture of my daughter? And she's so little. And he's like, what, 7'1"? 6'10". 6'10"? Close enough. Yeah. You know, we'll yeah. call it. We'll round it up. He's 7 feet Round 10. it up. Yeah. Round it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. If I can say I'm six feet tall at five ten, then he can say he's seven feet tall. At I say I'm five seven. <laughs> I round up. Everybody rounds up. It's all you know, it's a Jewish five seven. You're ambitious. <laughs> Dude, I'm feeling so good. I was in synagogue today. In <laughs> Keep going. But I tell you, the kiddish was a nightmare. I couldn't get there. It was like a mad rush. It's like people I had to eat when I got home. Me. It's like people have never seen food before. <laughs> and it was outside. So everybody like went from inside. Yeah, to outside. So there's like this mad dash. Yeah. Anyway. So it's all yeah, good. So that's good. I'm glad Red Sox aren't in it. That's a good, good. Yeah. Good thing. Other than, the only Other than that, thing, everything's terrible. Yeah. The only bad thing is that the police are going to side with the insurrectionists. and How crazy was that article from Politico about that cop in Miami? Oh my god! But again, you know they've had movies about. And he this, was like, the union president. Do you remember that movie Internal Affairs with Andy Garcia? Yeah. 
Yeah. And Richard Gere. That's yeah. the Richard Gere character, basically. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, but this is nothing new. Also, you remember the movie Bad Lieutenant with Harvey Keitel? No, but what was oh wasn't the God. other one? Training Day with Denzel? Yeah. Again, yeah. these are all about rogue cops. Who? So you sent an article. You sent me an article about this police officer in Miami who is basically he's like the worst police officer. He's a ever, rogue, and they can't fire him. He's a rogue operative who's got everybody by the short hairs, and they can't get rid of him. <laughs> Even the people that want to get rid of him cannot get rid of him. That's a crime syndicate. I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only one way that guy goes out. Yeah. There's only one way. Violence. I'm not saying. I'm not advocating anything. I'm just saying. We do not advocate violence on this show with the exception of punching Nazis, which is always okay. Punching Nazis. Always. Not a problem. Other kinds of violence. Huge problem. Yeah. Right. So we do not advocate violence. But however. We know how this will end. There's only one way to get this guy off the force. Right. I'm not doing it. I'm not suggesting anybody do it. Right. But they're not going to be able to fire him. Definitely not. No. He's proven to be made of Teflon. Nothing sticks. He was the union president. He's the worst cop in America. Next to the union president in Minneapolis. It's like a crime syndicate is what it is. Exactly. It, like uh, they raided the, didn't they raid the, didn't the FBI raid the offices of the Patrolman's Benevolence Association in New York or the Sergeant's yeah. Benevolence Association? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I still get phone calls every once in a while when they solicit, you know, for donations for the po- Patrolman's Benevolent Association. And I never want to mouth off to them because they right. have my name and phone na- number. They have your name and your phone number, right. But at the same time, it's like, excuse me, sir. You right. receive a salary, correct? You receive a pension, correct? A generous one, like, right? What am I what am I kicking in money for? Your budget doesn't seem to be cut every year. Like when are you asking me for more money? That's a shakedown. That's a fucking shakedown. You said that? This is again you what we're talking that. about here. You I don't I'm not gonna say it to the guy who is calling me on my home number and using my first and last name. He can put two and two together. And he knows where I live and who I am. Again, Plus your name is Rothschild. Exactly. So he's going to expect a large donation. A large donation. Yep. All I can do is control the weather. I'm not giving him a large donation. <laughs> Sorry. Can't help you, sir. Oh, my God. All right. All right. I think we've, Looks like we're out of here. I think we're done for the week. We'll have a nice right. goodbye. Nice. Nice, mellow. Nice goodbye. Nice glide path out of here. We're not going to sing the uh, Mr. Rogers exit theme <laughs> this time, but well, since maybe. I was in synagogue, can I sing Shavua Tov? Go ahead, Shavua Tov. A good, All right, Matt, you'll that, appreciate that. Yeah, here goes this the Jewish corner for the week. <laughs> Amen. Oh, Amen. There we go. That's a beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful way to end the show. Oh, it man. was. Oh man. Goodbye. Goodbye.